The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk, and thank you, those of you joining us everywhere out there in the, in the United States, including those of you who usually are at work. A lot of you, believe it or not, work on Saturdays and listen to us while we work. I've heard a lot of people say they're out working and they've got Radio Law Talk on listening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a shout-out to a guy by the name of Jack Van Lu that is a contractor that's always working um, that I know. Um, I've, I've known him for quite some time. He goes, Fred, we're, we're out there working on you know building the homes and... You know, instead of rock music blaring, they got Radio Law Talk blaring. So there's the contractors with Jack Van Lu. Welcome to those of you listening to Radio Law Talk and those throughout the United States. Welcome. We also have a good following in Austria as well. That's what I heard. So thanks for our Austrian listeners as well. And those on uh, in the military. We have quite a few people in the military that listen to us. This hour, we're going to do another case or no case which is uh, those of you who uh, love Case or No Case. It's about Cal Hunter, our producer, either trying to trick us, giving us a case, and we determine whether it's a case or not a case, and the outcome. We're going to have that. We're going to play that. But we are going to talk about the Democrats are going to make it easier now to sue a sitting president, and we're going to discuss that. And the interesting thing is, Denise and I, when we study these things before we come, we looked at our notes. We had the exact same note. And what does the note say? <laughs> what did your note say? Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, mine was be careful what you wish for. Right. It, oh, mine was be careful what you do. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. I, mine careful was. Be careful what you wish for because it'll be back at you at some time. That also happened on the nuclear, I call it the nuclear provision for putting in a Supreme Court justice. In the Senate. That was during <laughs> the time of the Democrats had a president. And they brought that up, and now guess what? Trump used it, and they're like, oh, see, be careful what you you ask for. So we're going to talk about that and the Democrats uh, trying to make it easier to, to sue a sitting president. Uh, Manafort, we're going to talk about him. He's losing his creature comforts. And uh, the border wall is going to be going back up because uh, there's lawsuits there, and Todd is laughing about something. And POWMIA remembrance tables. There's a legal battle going on in that, but we first are going to get to, after case or no case, a very interesting lawsuit with CHP, the California Highway Patrol. We've, I don't care if you're in Texas or wherever you are, your, your state highway patrol, this is a, a, an interesting lawsuit that occurred uh, uh, with this CHP officer basically going berserk uh, and killing his ex-wife. And, and himself. And himself, and the issue of going after the boyfriend of the ex-wife and actually shooting him and wounding him and what happened surrounding this lawsuit of the uh, former boyfriend of this this CHP officer's ex-wife uh, suing the CHP. We're going to discuss that. Anybody else have any comments or are we just all sleeping? I think we're just looking at Cal. We're like, Cal. Now it's time to play <laughs> Case or No Case. Yay! Or we could just do Case or No Case. <laughs> yeah. I, I've don't think I've ever seen that particular sign language in this studio before, but okay, I've yeah. seen, seen it when I Those die. of you who have not been in our studio, we have a glass. You're number and, one. Yeah, yeah, we have a glass between Cal and us, and we can't talk to each other. We can hear each other through our headsets, but uh, I think Cal was in there just sleeping a little bit. No, I, I was. I didn't know if you wanted to do case or no case. I didn't. I mean, of course, I have comment on the CHP case. I think it's awesome. Uh, I mean, not what happened, but. It's, it's just a fascinating it story. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. roll it. All right, let's do it again. That way we're all Now kinda, it's time yeah, to play Case or No Case. Yeah. And... Yeah, I like that part. Fred. Right. Fred. Now Fred. I take you to France. France. Where Frederic Desnard... Frederic Desnard said his management job at a perfume company was so tedious that it stinks. He said he became exhausted and literally bored out of his mind... The 44-year-old said his descent into hell was similar to burnout, but less interesting and more boring, so he calls it bore out. Desnard complained that in four years, he was put in the cupboard by his then-employer, Enter Parfums, a French phrase, the actual French phrase, I think, is uh, me à placard. Anyway, 
That means that they don't give him any work to do, don't give him anything but menial tasks. He told a French newspaper he was relegated to doing tasks that had nothing to do with his job. He was deprived of his original responsibilities. This, he said, left him destroyed and with serious depression. And he was ashamed of getting paid for doing nothing. So he claimed the stress and lack of stimulation at work triggered an epileptic fit. And he said, enough is enough. And he sought legal counsel. And so I'm going to go to you, Denise, first, <laughs> Denise Dirks, because it's your turn. Case or no case? So he would sue his um, he would sue his employer. His employer for being bored to tears to the point where he had an epileptic fit, he claims. Seizure, pardon me. Okay, so I'm trying to think and like a Frenchman would think. Because hey, I can't talk like one. Go ahead, Todd, do some <laughs> talking like Frenchman. Oh, look at you, Denise. <laughs> no, here's what he's thinking. How much money is in it for me? <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Pink Panther the minute you talk exactly, about the French. Exactly, exactly. You consider bite? these facts. <laughs> I always think of Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Interesting right? where everybody's mind goes to. Because he stinks to. and bored. Hmm? Say it again. He stinks No, he said the job stinks. And, and he's bored. And he's bored because they want, don't have him do anything meaningful. Okay. So I'm going to say that it is a lawsuit. So it's a case. And okay. he wins. And the theory on which, the legal theory upon which he wins is that it's basically like hostility in the workplace. He's getting treated badly by his employers. He was hired to do one thing and they took all of his responsibilities away, probably just trying to force him to quit, to degrade him, to discriminate against him, and he wins. I wonder what the labor laws must be like in France when I, you know, when you start looking at these kinds right. of things and putting together case or no cases. All right, Mr. Penny, uh, you are next in the rotation. Um, uh, let me make sure I'm clear of this. So he's depressed because he was paid to do nothing then he goes out and hires a lawyer, who probably gets paid to do nothing also. And who's going to? Who wants? He wants to sue then the company, and he won't be doing anything for that except filing a lawsuit. That's so my point is, yeah, the lawyer got yeah, paid for doing yeah, that, so why yeah. he's doing the same thing that he does? There's huh? the guy. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I'm going to say this is a case, and the answer is very clear that he loses because uh, too bad, so sad. Work and in France, uh, menial jobs are probably standard there. And they get paid for that because don't forget the French uh, are having – they seem like they have a lot of economic issues. So that's what I'm going to say. All right. Mr. Kunin, what say you, case or no case? I think this is very interesting really? from my <laughs> colleagues here. But, uh, no, so here's what I'm going to say because I can't do a French accent very well. Um, I'm what, – what are we at? Two minutes? Okay. I'm no, going to say minute, that yeah. this is a case. And I'm going to say that technically the plaintiff prevails in a very creative way because the court sets damages at a specific amount per hour that equals his hourly wage and says, for example, if it were California minimum wage, yes, that's right, you do suffer damages for being there eight hours a day, and we're going to award you damages in the amount of $12 an hour to compensate you for your time. It's called a job, but that's what the court says. Yeah, you're getting paid, and your damages are set at your hourly, at your salary. And you're, the reason you're doing that is because you're just going against what Denise and I are so you can get some points. Sure. And Mr. Desnard, don't forget, was in management. Management. Management, well, still, it's whatever the, his salary was. What's that tell you? That oh, that tells, tells you that it's not an hourly wage. But it, whatever his right. salary, whatever his salary was, yeah. that's what they fixed the damages at. Those of you who want to call in at eight five five Law Radio during the break and tell us what you think, or you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We will tell everybody what you want to say on the air. You do not have to be on the air if you're scared to be on the air. We'll be right back with the case or no case from France. That's too quiet. You're always that welcome to, yeah, this is a little quiet when I oh, probably should have picked it up. You're always welcome to send us an email at info at radiolawtalk.com, and we would appreciate hearing from you. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I am Cameron Levitt. 
Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going a quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the duck. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me. We have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So in France, apparently the perfume boy that does not like his job because it's too, uh, I guess, not meaningful, and he's getting paid to do basically nothing, according to him, which caused him depression and caused him to have basically anxiety, uh, uh, sues the perfume company and says... You are causing all these health problems because you are not giving me a job, basically, and you're paying me. And the answer was Denise and I agreed, and he loses. No, I, I oh. said he wins. No, Denise and said he wins. He wins. Yeah. What did I say? Did I say he wins? Uh, uh, no, you said he loses. He loses. And 
you said I said it was a creative victory, a technical win, but the court set the damages at his Low. salary. So right. that, that's what he's getting caught. Okay. I, I just caught something now that why what caused his epileptic seizure. It was the perfume. Keep going. Oh my well. gosh. Well it, it 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 you know, it could be. <laughs> All right. What's the answer? Well, let's first off say for those of you who said this was a case, Uh-oh. may I see by a show of hands, that's all three of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Yes. Now, for those of you who say the company prevails, may I see by a show of hands. Didn't I say that? Oh. <laughs> a Fred Penny is three for three. I'm telling you, you've got six points today. You're like climbing. I'm just like <laughs> smoking it. You are climbing it. Mr. Desnard was off work for seven months before being made redundant. That's French for being fired in September 2014 because of prolonged absence that had disturbed the smooth workings of the company. The lawyer for Enter Perfumes remarked that Desnard never said anything about being bored during his time with the company and never talked about being burned out. If he had nothing to do for four years, why did the company keep him on, the lawyer asked. And the former employee lost and, in fact, had to pay his former employer 1,000 euro for defamation. Whoa. Wow, right? So there was a countersuit. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, yeah. and that, ladies and gentlemen, is case. Case or no case. And did you know? Did you know? And for those of you that have employees, this might be something that you want to keep an eye on. The term burnout is now a diagnosable medical condition. It's now an officially diagnosed condition that employees can claim, that that people can claim as a medical condition. There's actually a six-point checklist that you can say, yep, yep, no, yep, yep, yep. Uh Uh-oh. Pretty interesting. (laughs) Online, I'm looking here, it says, burnout refers specifically to phenomena in the occupational context and should not be applied to describe experiences in other areas of life. So it specifically focuses on workplace as a uh, resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. I'll tell you the issue is, it's tell you how times have changed. Maybe wow. it's the millennials, because burnout to me in the old days was when I put my the my foot to the floor in my Camaro, <laughs> and the thing will, I'm going to say that again, and there'd be smoke coming out of the back. That is what I call a burnout. Can you imagine what it was like for the colonials? They come over here. They're building a house. They're doing all of this. The old uh, was if you don't work, you don't eat. Somebody's over there. Well, I've just burned out on the whole thing. And everybody else is going, yeah, suck it up, buttercup. Get out there and kill a deer. We got to eat, all right, buddy? You better better plant some corn or we're all going to starve. I was going to say, you know, burnout for Cal is when he's, you know, got to get through that line to get the marijuana fix. That's true. I don't go to the line (laughs) to get a marijuana fix. He has it delivered. (laughs) I don't have it delivered. I'm not a user. I've never smoked anything in my life. But one rolled up... uh, piece of white paper with ragweed in it and that broke me of it when i was a kid you know what cal is a good person cal is a very good straight laced person that's just so you know he is the epitome of what a father and a person should be and if we ever seriously ever want to be like a person it's like be like cal someday and you'll actually it's really not him it's his wife okay i take all that back that's straight i guess donna's the main one she is one house democrats are going to make it easier to take the white house to court denise how are they going to do that and why is that or may that be a problem well they're going to empower the committees themselves to be able to enforce contempt so if the committee issues a subpoena and that subpoena is ignored then they can go directly and civilly try to um, enforce their subpoena power. Now, why, why is that a problem? Because everybody says, be careful what you ask for, because if you start this and you go down this road, what's going to happen when the House is now controlled by the Republicans? I mean, you're, it's very much like the nuclear option that, that Fred talked about earlier. It it's, can be used against you, too. Do you really want the committees to have that power? Or is it the full House itself that should vote to hold somebody in contempt and use the power? 
Because the current procedure, and the current procedure that they're claiming is too cumbersome, is that if the committee issues a subpoena and somebody doesn't uh, comply with it, now it's got to go back to the House for a full vote of the House to determine whether or not they want to take that to the court to enforce it. And this change just lets everything happen in the committee. You guys just happen there. And so it kind of centralizes things. I mean, Congress has always been able to go to, to seek uh, enforcement by the court, this just changes the number of people that have to vote to approve that. Yeah, and that's important because yeah. a lot of people in Congress, they're only two-year terms, and so it's constantly churning over, and a full House vote, there may be uh, congressmen that are coming up for um, the you know re-election, and they don't want to get into a controversial vote because they're afraid they won't get re-elected. And it's, the, and it's Democratic congressmen folks that are raising the concerns that this could be used down the road by somebody else. So this isn't just a Republicans fighting Democrats and we have issues on either side. The Democrats aren't all on board with this uh, proposal. It also seems like it is a shift in the balance of power. In other words, kind of a cons consolidation of congressional power, which might be contrary on constitutional grounds, maybe. Yeah, and, and the reason they're trying to do this is is to, to quickly get what they want from the Trump administration, basically, which I, the first thing I noted down is, yeah, it's going to be quick as, uh, quick as the amount of time that it's going to take for you to do this, try to enforce it, and then go all the way to the Supreme Court. By that time, things will be done. Or not even get to court. Yep. That's we're gonna a be, possibility. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk more about this. We're also going to talk briefly about the judge rejecting the House Democrats' attempt to block the border wall. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. 
Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti iuris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, Todd have Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money into my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Oh, stop it. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So uh, a federal judge, uh, uh, by the way, was, and again, it was a Trump appointee judge that's in the federal court, rejects the House Democrats' attempt to block the border wall. The big argument is the Democrats are are claiming that, uh, look, uh, the Congress appropriates money. And you can't take the money where we say we're going to want it appropriated and do what you want with it, the president. The president says, oh, yes, I can. You know, it's not necessarily completely your, you know, prerogative of exactly where – what part – I guess it's more of the details of, of, of what specifically that, that money goes toward. And they're like, oh, yes, we can. And so the judge said, basically, look, they, this lawsuit lacks standing. We're – basically, we as a court are not going to get involved in an argument between the judiciary – I mean, between the executive and the and the and the um, legislative, legislative or the House and the Congress, and, and so what what he they came came along and said is that's not for us to determine. But this judge said doesn't mean you can't sue, but I just feel it's inappropriate for me to get involved. I, I'm looking here at the opinion. Uh, I was able to find it really quickly, and the court on page one of the opinion, right at the end of sort of the summary area before he gets into why he decided yes. the way he did, it says, and while the Constitution bestows upon members of the House many powers, it does not grant them standing to hail the executive branch into court claiming a dilution of Congress's legislative authority. The court therefore lacks jurisdiction to hear the House claims and will deny its motion. So it was sort so of. So it was a, a jurisdiction was, more than a standing. It was. They, they, you don't have standing to ask us to do it, so it's both. Okay. And that's where they stood. Yeah, that's very surprising. Issue. Very surprising because um, there's a lot of other House members that have brought suits and they're all over the country still proceeding. So this is going, it's in Washington, D.C. Uh, the judge was a Trump appointment judge, and I think this is going to get appealed, and it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Of course. And the funny thing is, before I get to you, Tom, is uh, one of the, the arguments here with Democrats, we're doing this to, to, to get these subpoenas taken care of quicker, and this will expedite the process. 
Uh, actually, uh, no. That was I'm, our I'm old. back at the old one. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm talking about this one. They're saying that, that all this will help expedite what they want. Everything doesn't get expedited. It just drags out in court longer. Yes. The prior one and the border wall one. Another unique thing about this particular holding is that one of the complaints about the judiciary recently, and actually going back to Marbury versus Madison, is uh, this idea that the judiciary oftentimes is overstepping its bounds, boundaries and taking too much power upon itself in terms of what the court can do, you know, overturning laws and legislature. This represents an instance where a judicial official is actually acknowledging we don't want to take that power. We don't have that power. You guys go handle this yourself. So this is an instance where the court is, is actually coming out and saying, we're not going to overstep the bounds. We're not going to take this back to you, which goes contrary to a lot of but complaints there was people a, have But there the was a legal question, and the legal question was, did Trump's choice to move funds from one place to another violate the appropriations clause of the Constitution? The appropriations clause of the Constitution gives the power to exclusively to Congress to um, uh, appropriate funds and to designate where they're going to go. Exactly. And my yep. point is the court did not overstep that to say we get to have a say in it, too. The court acknowledged. No, it just stays there, which goes counter to a lot of complaints people have about the court, that the courts are always trying to stick their noses in where they don't have power. This is a judge who acknowledged he didn't. Yeah, so. what's the, yeah but what's, what's, what's Congress's choice now? Well, it, it basically, what does Congress do? He implies in his decision that Congress has other uh, legislative powers that he can handle it, and, but yet he doesn't enumerate on what those powers are. But it's not his job to. If he starts enumerating what those powers are to go back to there, then they start to say, well, now you're overstepping your bounds telling Congress how to act. And there's one thing we know when you go to court as a, as a plaintiff, you can never go into court when the court denies a motion. They say, well, like a, a demur, for example. They say, well, how do I have to draft this thing so that it'll pass a demur? And the courts will always say, what? I'm not going to tell you how to do this. All I'm telling you is I I'm ruling making this ruling. I can't tell you how to do what you want to do. I can just tell you that what you did is wrong. And so those so, you know, courts do that. That's not unusual for courts to do. They do that all the time. I'm not going to tell you the answer. Right. Now, but now we've got two different – we've got different jurisdictions and uh, judicial jurisdictions that have decided differently on very similar type issues. Now we've got the, the, the Supreme Court looking at all of these, and now it's starting to come up. And I know the Supreme Court is going to look at this. This is going to be a good one. Previously, uh, in a radio law talk, we covered a case where the court denied cert, chose not to hear something. It was on the case of fetal uh, uh, dealing with uh, the Indiana abortion law, and the court said, we're not going to hear this because we don't have differing opinions from different courts. And under Rule 10 of the Supreme Court, that's one of the considerations that we have. So they didn't hear that because there was only one decision out there. This is a case that would comply with Rule 10 of differing opinions. We'll see if the Supreme Court takes right. it up. They say, yeah. quote, they like it to percolate. Yes. They like it to percolate. Uh, the judge orders Paul Manafort, according to Fox News, came out with this. And the reason I say that, I haven't heard it other than that. I, it might be out there. But Paul Manafort, don't forget, is the former Trump campaign chairman that was uh, convicted and or sentenced to uh, seven years in prison. I don't know. Was he, was he convicted or did he plead? I can't remember. Uh, it uh, he, he ended up, I think, taking a plea in the second yes. case. Yeah, the first case, he was convicted of eight counts, yes. um, eight felonies. Right. Um, and they kind of ranged from bank, bank fraud to um, tax evasion. Um, right. And and then in the second case, which involved the um, uh, registering, failing to register as a foreign agent, he actually pled right. to, in that case. I and remember – Go ahead. So, sorry, Jimmy. Well, I was just thinking he, he got kind of a light sentence. Everybody thought it was like four year sentence and that a lot of people thought that was a little too light because he did not help and cooperate in the investigations. Um, so then he got sent to the country club. The well, prison. let's back up. Let's back up. What's interesting I was going to say about that was there are state court issues here, not federal. So therefore, everyone's like, oh, Trump will just let him out. Right. Oh, yeah. He can't do that because it's state, not federal. That's right. And so, so Trump can't uh, do a uh, at the very end. You know, ah, I'm just going to let a whole bunch of people out of jail. Yeah, he can't. He can't. Um, uh, what's the word? No, I just space the word. <laughs> Come on, uh, Cal. What's the word? Release him. Uh, <laughs> he can't pardon him. Pardon, pardon him. him. Thank you. It's third hour. We can't. So pardon him. But anyway, go ahead. He's he wasn't a minimum security. He wasn't a minimum security prison, and basically, it's, I think it's the same one as Cohen went to, isn't it? 
I don't know. It's a New York State judge. Just sent him over yeah. to Rikers Island. Rikers Island, mm. which is really harsh, and it anticipates seclusion. Because that's what Rikers is very famous for, is that they put people in seclusion as a disciplinary measure. My opinion is this is over is heavy handed on the part of New I York. Agree. I realize it's a difference between state and federal, but I'll just give you an example. Bernie Madoff. I, I think that what Bernie Madoff in his Ponzi scheme and the amount of money that he stole from people was far worse than what Manafort did in terms of uh, you know, income tax violations and evading and stuff. Bernie Madoff was terrible. He's serving his time federally in a medium security prison. I, I have read where he is now the baron of some sort of special oatmeal. He gets it and he sells it, and so he's doing all of that. But he's in a medium security prison despite all the money he stole from everybody and what he did. And here you've got Manafort, who's 70, in poor health, sending him to Rikers Island. It was a light sentence, but I think they took into consideration his age, and even a light sentence might be a life sentence for him and all that. It, this just feels heavy But, but see, between you and – yeah, I agree with that, but you go back to – these. here's these uh, – these guys are shooting people and killing violent people. I don't think a person that that did something wrong, even intentionally committed some fraud, should be in that realm. I mean, that's that's not. And I know some people disagree with me, but you've got to be careful the type of people you're putting each other with. They won't live, you know. And and maybe you say so what? But a but guy that committed fraud is not the same as a guy that can that murdered someone with a knife. I agree. Uh, I agree too, but maybe it's because the political um, arena is such that uh, Manafort has threats on his life, and the only place they really can keep him safe is in a seclusion. That's another part that we had, we don't know. We don't know what the purpose is for sending him to Rikers, but if you've ever watched Special Victims Unit, have you seen that? Yes. They always threaten their witnesses with Rikers. Wow. They're always yeah. threatening them. They We're going to send you to Rikers. Let's think of this guy. <laughs> 70 years, well-known, well-respected, very high up in, in politics and as a, as a what, an attorney. Um, and then turning 70, going to go to the Bahamas and relax with your spouse or whoever. And you're spending time in Rikers. Well... We're, we're ending up. We've got one last segment to go. We want to talk about YouTube banning supremacist content and see whether or not you agree with that. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, and then we're going to talk about POW and MIA uh, remembrance tables. We want to know whether or not you should be able to put whatever you, you know, a Bible or a crayon on there, whatever. Hey, stay with us. Call us at 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be right back. This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. We thank you for listening. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. 
and they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. You know, we're running out of time. We've got so many important things to talk about. We're going to have to push through these. I'd say call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, but uh, we're not going to have time to take any calls because we've got to get through three very important things. First of all, this YouTube just banning supremacist content. Um, thousands of channels are about to be nixed from YouTube. And, and no matter what your political you know, affiliation is, right, left, or middle, this is dangerous. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. This is dangerous. I'm not in any way for this white supremacist hate speech. There's hate speech all over. But who – Denise and I talked about this. Who is it that is in charge of determining what is proper and improper speech? It has now become not the government, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Yahoo. They determine that. And that's what scares me is now they are saying, okay, these white supremacists cannot put this on. And what scares me is where does that end? And, and what's kind of interesting is I, and again, this, this doesn't mean I agree or disagree either way, because we want to you know, stop all this hate talk, but where does it end, and where is the line? And who makes it determinate where that line is drawn? YouTube or uh, Facebook? Obviously, they do. And yes. it's getting too scary for me, because the last time I laughed about this, laughed, I kind of like chuckled, the last time this happened that I remember is this government called Nazi Germany that stopped people from being able to talk, to speak, to have free speech, which is exactly what these people, they're cutting off these people that are advocating that. Yep. And that's where it happened last time, where they stopped free speech. But that's government. And True. this, in this case, this is a private channel. And it's not necessarily regulated right now. And it's going to be a question of whether or not the government's going to come in and regulate it. But right. as a private channel, they get to decide uh, who they allow on their private channel. That's going and, to be and, a gimme. And I agree with you on that, Denise. But here's the scary thing. Let's be honest. Let's The gorilla in the room. Who controls just about everything? Google, Yahoo, 
YouTube, you know, anything to do with the Internet and Facebook, and Facebook right. they control. And right now, there is a push on, I believe Elizabeth Warren talked about this as well. Uh, folks talked about how these are so giant that they're being reviewed under antitrust principles. I mean, there is no, there, there is no real, uh, not much of a, a video service that competes with, with YouTube. You got Vimeo out there, which is good, but still very small compared to YouTube. There, there's nothing really that competes with Facebook in that area. And so the question here is about antitrust. The problem I've got is that they're trying to draft this, in my opinion, to mirror a, uh, a hate speech exclusion from freedom of speech that has come down, but they're not getting the definition right. Hate speech that's not protected under the First Amendment is speech that, by its very nature, objectively, you look at it and it's a call to action to hurt people, Incite to, you riots. Know, we need to go out and insert the name of the group here and kill them. And that is not protected. Right, right. But speech that just offends, I want to I quote the Supreme Court in a recent case, Mattel versus Tams. This was a, a group called the Slants. They were Asian Americans, and they were denied a trademark because they believed that the, that the trademark, the Slants, was derogatory to the shape of their eyes. And the court said that the idea that the government may restrict speech expressing ideas that offend strikes at the heart of the First Amendment. Speech that demeans on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, religion, age, disability, or any other speech ground is hateful, but the proudest boast of our free speech jurisprudence is that we protect the freedom to express the thought that we hate. It, it's different. So what they're saying is just because it offends you doesn't mean it's not protected by free speech. It's got to be something that's a call to action to harm, to hurt. And Google here is saying, no, no, we just want to take out the offensive no, stuff, too. YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Or YouTube. Well, Google owns YouTube. Can so. I say something? Yes. Um, I think that we're going to see this happening all throughout because we know that our social platforms were used by different foreign entities to incite voters to do certain things, to incite the people against African-Americans, for example, even African-Americans went out for uh, a huge rally when it was brought on by a Russian person. So I think we're going to see this, and I think they're trying to take protection to help so that we don't get into this hate and we don't go down this road, and it's going to help to protect our voters. That's the, what I think. Yeah, but the scary – I think that's a good point. I think the scary thing is now we've got YouTube determining what is hate speech, what is going to be determined as – too conservative, too liberal. Let's just be right up front. The YouTubes, the Facebook, the Instagram, they're liberal. They're generally liberal. I know people say, oh, they lean liberal, and they have, and that's just the way it is. But um, even if they lean conservative, I would worry about the liberal you know, aspect. I think they should have – everyone needs to be able to bring up and offend people it's okay to offend people, in my opinion. But this That's is a what private this, forum. I know that is. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is, and you're right, what I'm trying to say is it's becoming they're becoming so powerful that it's beyond just private that, like Todd said, there's going to be an issue here when it comes down to antitrust because they, they control. I, I agree with that totally. Yeah. I but totally what's agree. ironic is that these very entities are the ones, essentially, if you just look at the way they're used, that have caused us to become so easily offended. Uh, people get offended when uh, politics discussion on Facebook, for example, they get all offended. And 40 percent of a re uh, in a recent poll, 40 percent of college campus students polled believed that the First Amendment should be altered to exclude free speech. And this is a frightening trend, and it's something that has to be addressed at its root somehow, in my opinion. I, I think we, I think that we're going to see perhaps government come in and say, "Look, we have an interest in protecting the public. We have an interest. There's an overriding interest that that." is at heart with the nation based upon principles that you just articulated, the effect that these have on elections and on people, and based upon that, seek a justification to then regulate YouTube. Once the government starts regulating it, it does then kind of start to fall under a free speech issue because there's governmental regulations, and we're going to see where this goes. Um, it's, it's just... Too powerful. Yeah. 
All right, all let's right, talk about the t- – we have to talk about religious POWs really quick. This is all it is, is the POWs and, ML, and MIAs, uh, missing in action people, they have re- re- these remembrance tables. There's arguments over whether or not they can put a Bible on that. And, and there's been one issue that we brought up, Denise and I, you have talked about, is, is you know what, maybe the individual family should make that decision. I agree. And not the specific, you know, uh, chief that's in charge of that division or that area. And so that's what's going on with this. We don't have time to talk about it. Look it up. It's religious it liberty. Was, it's basically the Veterans Affairs Administration allowing the local uh, administrator to decide whether or not a Bible can go on the table or not. Right, and that's very interesting, and we're going to follow through with that. But I, what we want, we're not going to be able to get to it today. But next week, let's talk about California Highway Patrols suing over an officer's uh, murder suicide. That is a very interesting one that Denise has brought up, and we discussed, and we wanted to discuss, but we just flat out don't have the time. Go to our, if you want to read or listen to our former podcasts or former shows, just go to www.radiolawtalk.com, and what we can do is you can just listen to your your until you're content and sleeping at night. And that's, we just feel bad that we can't get to everything. There's so much to talk about. But the most important thing is, what, Cal? Quick takes. All right. So uh, who goes first? Me? All right. Okay. So here we go. Lilo took a Russian model's mink. Her own property it was, did she think? The model claimed when it came back from the skank, it was damaged and stained and it stank. But Lilo avoided the brink. <laughs> My turn? Oh, Denise, yes, go, Brett, Denise. Brett, Brett. All right. What, what have we learned um, about Kahi Leonard versus Nike? Kawhi. We have learned that you don't lend your logo unless you have filed your copyright. There you go, nice. Mr. Penny, sir. Okay, when renting your mansion to a nice family with children, dogs, and cats who show up with crayons in their hands, you're officially put on notice of any damage to the home. Thank you for joining us here on Radio Law Talk. We appreciate it. Remember that it's uh, we're done for this hour of Radio Law Talk. We'll see you next time. And remember... All three hours are posted on radiolawtalk.com every week. So enjoy your week and be safe. Thank you for joining us. And that's going to do it for this edition of Radio Law Talk. We will see you next time right here. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. show you guys well done bravo